Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome. It's time. Cryptomaniacs podcast, Friday session, November the 19th. So you know what that means. That means questions. And, well, we'll try to give you the answers, no guaranteed. But there will be questions. There's actually quite a few questions. So uh, before we do that, we got to check in on uh, Tass to see how his week's been progressing. How you doing, man? Everything good on the up and up? Are you enjoying our stable coin, not HBD? <laughs> Hi, the, the one dollar high. Very, very interesting. I I uh, just put out a tweet before we came on air. I cut and uh, pasted the uh, you know at the bottom of of the hive chart on CoinGecko. It gives the one day, seven day, thirty day, and yearly right. gain. And I cut cut out the yearly gain. We're up over seven hundred percent in one year. So much I remember everybody talking about. Oh, Hive's a stable coin at twenty three cents. Wow. Yeah. Now we're at a buck. But yeah, perfect. And we're perfect. doing that when Bitcoin's crapping the bed. Yeah, crypto's been having an interesting forty eight hours, except for you know Hive. Um, yeah. Things go up, things go down, but you know yeah, I, it is I, what it is. I bought a little. Bitcoin through GBTC. I added a little on the, on the dip, bought the dip. Bought the dip. I was sure. I was reading just before we came on air. Plan B still claims that ninety eight k for Bitcoin could be on the table for November. Ninety eight k this November. This November. Yep. Plan B of stock to flow model fame. Now right. that's not the stock to flow. He said he used a different anal analytical tool, but he said it could be on the table. So yeah. we will see. Who knows? You technical analysis person, you. Well, I I, I just bought on the dip. I, I I read that just before we came on air. I was waiting yeah. for you to eat your lunch and paint your toenails and do whatever you do uh, yes. before we you come on air. Um, I do well, have. I, I do have a a uh, a situation that I want to present to the masterminds behind CTP. Okay. And what I have, it's very simple. I have about twenty two thousand CTP tokens. Some of them are uh, staked and delegated to Brofi. I am going to unstake them. What I would like you and Blaine and whoever else is the smart people with CTP is to think up a way. What I want to do is I want to take these 22,000 CTP, delegate them to a loyal and dedicated CTPer, and let that person curate with those 22,000 CTP plus whatever else comes in that I get. I'll just stake and delegate. And that person gets to keep all the curation rewards. So try to build another strong CTPer. Okay. 
So I don't know if you want to hold the contest or have something where everybody put submits a post as to why they could be worthy of it, why they're a loyal CTP or why they love CTP, what they give to CTP, something like that. And then a team of two, three, four people get together and decide who's who's the best. Just tell me which who I, I delegated to and you know okay, we'll, we'll, delegate we'll, it for a year or forever. We'll, we'll hype it up. We'll we'll hype it up. We'll um we'll we'll have a little contest and we'll uh I'll I'll present something to people in CTP. I so. I, pre I presume twenty two thousand CTP is a decent curation amount. Very nice. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, so they somebody can, uh, can really uh, add to their holdings by those curation rewards. Now you have to you have to curate it. So I mean you got to yeah. use the curation each day and manually curate and don't curate yourself and that type of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Well, uh, it's very nice of you. Very generous, like Chris said. Incredibly generous task. That's you know appreciate it. Spread those tokens out. Makes yeah, a stronger man. community. I agree. Um, speaking of CTP, um, we we piggyback off of CTP to ask the question. So we did get a lot of questions this week. You ready to dive into these, or um, sure? You want to um, talk about technical analysis? No. No, we talk, talk about technical analysis. Buy when it's down and sell when it's high. How's that for technical analysis? That's that's pretty much what Here, I Here's do. another technical analysis. When you want to hear somebody, make sure the speaker on your on your uh, laptop is on. Yes, yes, yes. That's technical too. Very technical. I was tasked this morning. Hi, Eric. Um, you know, I, I can't hear you. Have you checked your speaker volume? Ah, that's <laughs> technical. Anyways, let's uh, let's get into it. Um, real quick questions. So um, I I said there the only bad question is one not asked, right? Yes. Yeah, just like there's no dumb questions, just dumb people who ask questions. That's our PR statement from our um yeah. <laughs> from our head of public relations in the the, the crypto maniacs podcast okay um really good uh, really good feedback uh so again if you guys have not asked questions or the habit of doing it you get a whole bunch of upvotes from different accounts on ctp that i manage plus i send you a fancy little hive tip hey it's a stable coin uh big shout out to chris who's in chat right now he uh, actually was the first person so what we try to do is we secretly award the first action taker the first person that steps up so he got himself three hive which is there you go not a bad little uh for making one comment you get three hive plus a whole bunch of CTP at, the, at the prices these days that's a pretty good good return not bad so uh thank you guys for asking the questions and thanks chris uh for jumping up first so there he is he's uh he's up front our first question chris tofer chris dot tofer Basically, earning crypto on the blockchain is great. I have some posts that have earned between 30 and 50 bucks and other posts that have earned cents, pennies or a dollar or two. This has me a bit batty. <laughs> is it hit or miss depending on who is active that day? Or are, the or are there things I can do to keep earning so much on posts? I know what I'm going to answer, but we'll let Task 
go first with that one? Well, I, I do think a lot of it's hit or miss. Uh, well, the one thing I would suggest is try to be consistent at the time you're posting. Um, if you post at, you know, between eight and nine uh, at night, just keep posting between eight and nine at night. It, and and also look at when you got the higher rewards. Uh, you know, was it uh, at a different time? Because you got different time zones. You have different people will catch you at different times. Um, I know for me, I go on the Leo Finance, I, I do my posts first thing in the morning, then I go on Leo Finance and I start curating. And of course, I work backwards from the most recent. And I basically go till I exhaust, uh, till I get down to about 90% voting power. So I could go back three hours, I could go back eight hours. I mean, it just depends on, you know, what I'm finding and what I'm curating. So yeah, I think there is some haphazard to it. Um, the other thing is, you know, get the the right people following you, and they'll seek you out each day. And if you're if you're known for putting up decent content, you'll get on people's follow feeds, and then they'll check that, and you know, they'll upvote you. Yeah, that that's that's the key right there. Um, the reason why I think I'm getting steady, really good upvotes these days not only because uh we've been doing this cryptomaniacs podcast so that's kind of getting on the radar of people but the only reason i started doing this is because i was consistently creating content for the like it, it'll be four years and De december 17th will be four years uh being on the blockchain and yeah there's days that i don't post but generally every single day of the week for the past four years i've posted so consistency i think is is the superpower it really is. And and that's really hard to tell someone when they're just getting started. Now, Chris, you've been, you've been around for a bit and you're always on the top 10 list for most engaging on not only one up, but also CTP. Uh, but um, the, the, the trick is consistency, showing up every day, doing the posts, doing the comments, because just like Tass said, you attract people to start following you. Uh, when I first started on the blockchain, I had this thing called the 5, 500, 5,000 formula. Five interactions every day turns into 500 followers. It turns into 5,000 5, hive power. How do you get to 5,000 hive power? Well, unless you go in and buy it, you've got to put in the grunt work, and that requires five interactions every single day. That starts attracting the followers. The more followers you get, the more people that they'll you'll show up on their feed. They may or may not have sizable hive power and then all of a sudden you start getting upvoted regularly by these people because they enjoy your content and they see the track record the consistent track record of you showing up every day so i think the superpower that everyone here on hive has it, it, you don't have to be the pulitzer prize winning author you don't need to be the the greatest video creator on the planet you don't need you need to be consistent with what you do you might suck at the start but the more you do it you're going to get better and better and better and better and then before you know it, you've got hundreds, if not thousands of blog posts, and you've got yourself a portfolio of value that you show to people in the community. So, hope John, that so John, I will tell you this. John's so dedicated. In the last four years, he posted almost every day. He even posted when the blockchain was down a week after we nuked it with a hard fork. John was still posting. I mean, that that's how dedicated he is. I think I did post on my blog, but it didn't come over because it was on Steam Press or XP. But that's how dedicated I am. <laughs>
It's a great question, though, Chris. Thanks for asking it, man. Um, I think consistency is the superpower, definitely. And congrats on getting the thirty and forty dollar uh, post. I mean that that's impressive. I mean it's you know most yeah, people he, say I get four cents and how do I get more? I mean you you're getting on somebody's radar once in a while, so that's a positive. It's the three speak. He's uh, getting on the three speak radar. They call me Dan Radar. So keep going, man. Those are very good radars to be on, for sure. Um, next up, Mr. Armstrong, David Armstrong said, I am looking for the next diamond in the rough hive game, <laughs> <laughs> which hive blockchain based game will be the next to follow in Splinterlands play to earn tracks. There are several to choose from and a few listed on the peak D games tab, uh, and others like Mutera, which have yet to be highly publicized. Also, I noticed that most games need to be NFT based with the cards listing on the wax blockchain. Once this occurs, the player base in the game grows. It is a major move for, is it, excuse me, a major move for the Hive-based games to be on multiple blockchains? I mean, the more exposure, the better, I guess. I mean, it, it can't hurt. Um, so, I mean, if, if you have the ability to, to have assets on other blockchains, I mean, that's what Leo Finance is doing. They're going out to different blockchains and, and trying to get on different blockchains and have some interoperability. So not nothing wrong with that. Um, as for the game, I just have to revert back three days. I mean, Exode, uh, I mean, Lindas, with what he's built in there, is very impressive. Uh, and I'm not saying this just because I invested in it. Um, I mean, he, he's built in some impressive stuff if you have some patience. It's it looks like it's going to take him a little while. He's talked about another year. But, I mean, if you've ever been on there, what he's putting together is professional stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's interesting you mentioned the multiple blockchain thing. And, and just like you said, Tass, the, the, the whole reason why Leo became such a success is because of the wrapped Leo and the ability to get onto, um, you know, first it was on Ethereum and then it went to BSC. So... I think there is something to be said about that. Splinterlands, while they have been on the Hive blockchain, they very they've been very agnostic when it comes to they just want to accept all crypto in their site, and the, you know that it operates on Hive. But you know it used to be on Steam. Obviously, it was built on Steam. Um, you can buy and sell the assets on Wax. So. Yes, they are. There, there's something to be said about that. I think it opens it up to many more people. Like, is 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 much as we love Hive, you got to be, you know, you got to be honest about Hive. Hive still is uh, flies under the radar for a lot of people. So when you say Splinterlands is on Hive, most people kind of give it a side glance, like, what is Hive? Now, if you said Hive was on Wax, people automatically assume Wax NFT. They, they, they get it right away. Uh, and there's a huge, huge community on Wax when it comes to NFT purchases. So there's something to be said about that. Uh, what's the diamond in the rough? The next one, I mean, Chris put Hash Kings up there. I've never played Hash Kings. I'm not totally sure about it. Um, to be brutally honest with you, the, on, the, the only two games I really mess with these days uh, when it comes to blockchain stuff is obviously Splinterlands. But I do, I do dabble in Rising Star. And Rising Star is very passive. It's like literally you just click a button. There's there's not a lot of like 
deep thought that goes into it. It's a very idle game is what they're called. So Diamond in the – like, I enjoy it, though. Don't get me wrong. But uh, for, for the next big thing, I don't think it's on the radar yet. Uh, uh, you know, Exode is there for sure. I think Exode is, is great. I don't know what his plans are, though, for multiple blockchains. I don't know if he's going to do NFTs on, on Wax. Um, but maybe it's just not developed yet. The next big Splinterlands, who knows? I mean, it's, it's, I think the most important thing, if you're into this stuff, take part, really get involved in the one up community. Uh, the, the guys at one up who run that, and we will be having the one up guys, uh, shameless promotion for our, for our show here on December 7th. Um, but they have their ear to the street when it comes to different blockchains and games on them. So uh, I would I would really take part in the One Up community. Uh, go to their Discord, um, listen to what they're talking about, see what they have kind of on their radar, uh, and um, they might be able to find that diamond in the rough. John, do you play Splinterlands? No, not at all. Okay. I, I thought I heard you mention it. I wasn't sure if I heard that right. No, I I, I play I play Flinterlands is oh. the game I play. Anywho, <laughs> I got to work. But maybe you were Splinterlands fan. I don't know. I mean, okay. Yes, yeah, slightly. It's slightly. The first thing I do in the morning is when I get when I jump on the computer. It's not check my email. It's not. It's it's literally what's the price of SPS? Like yeah, <laughs> it's it's depressing. Very depressing. Anyways, ah, Splinterland, Splinterland. Thank you for the question, though, David. Appreciate it. Jay Fang is up. So my question of the week is whether or not anyone knows what the wave token is. I have a few airdrop to me staked, and I never got around to looking at it. However, it does seem like the token has a consistent, decent, consistently decent value. And I was wondering if you knew what it was to save me some time and effort. Um. I think it's just a front end. It's a very, yeah. it's a flying under the radar front end though. Right. Way, way, way VO or something. It's uh, yeah. yeah, that, that, I, I, that, that goes back to the steam days. And I, right. I really, they, weren't they trying to do something? Maybe I'm confusing them, but I thought they were trying to do something with restaurant write-ups right. and like that. Yeah. Is it, was that, that, that deal? Yeah, it was it was the ones that were trying to become the Yelp of um of of the blockchain basically like doing reviews of restaurants and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I mean it's But it it, it I, looks I like you remember Busy on Steam. It really the front yeah. end looked like Busy. Like it looks like they really? took the, Yeah, it looks like they almost took the code of Busy and put it put it on their front end. Like it's clean. Uh -huh. It's really clean and 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 that last and time I saw it, which going way back it resembled Steam at Inc, so yeah. Or steamit.com. Right, so. right, right. Yeah. Oh, Steam uh -huh. it Inc., same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I I, I have the, I got five hundred of them airdropped to me. <clears throat> I don't know how. Um, they're there. I mean, I you know, I'll I'll probably unstake them just to keep them liquid because I don't know what the heck I'm gonna do with them, but I'm not gonna I'm definitely not gonna dump them all yet because I I don't know what's going on. So yeah. Um roll the yeah. dice. Lottery yeah. ticket. Could be, you know. Maybe it turns into uh, Uniswap. Yeah, yeah who knows? Yeah, never know. Sorry, uh, but hopefully that helps, Jay Fang. Appreciate the question, man. 
Ben Thomas is up, and he said, uh, what tips are there uh, for focus? I struggle to stay focused due to some to mental health issues, but also there are so many projects and things on the go on Hive, as well as trying to fit it in life and so on. It's easy to lose focus, and you need to do uh, and what you need to do as well. So any tips on how to stay focused uh, when it comes to your journey here on Hive? I mean, it's just the commitment for me. I mean, it's you, you have to know what you're doing when you're doing it. So if, if you're going to do your post between 8 and 9 at night, you do your post between 8 and 9 at night. And, uh, you know, where to focus, that takes a, a little bit of bouncing around. But find out what interests you. Find out where you fit in. Find out where your time is, is best spent. Um, you know, it's... You might have a great chance to stand out on CTP. You might have a great chance to stand out on Leo Finance. If STEM, if, if STEM is your thing, you know, STEM geeks, you can stand out there. Um, all those communities need support, um, as does, I'm sure, Wavio, which we just mentioned, if restaurants are your thing, I guess. Um, you know, what are you doing? And try to align yourself with the people who are, you know, have the same interests and, and get into a tribe that's as close to those interests. And then, you know, just have that consistency that uh, John just mentioned before that, you know, you, you know, first thing you do is, is you do ABC. Well, first thing you do is do ABC and you don't let anything else get in the way of that. And as I just said, first thing I do each morning is, you know, I write a blog post. Right. I mean, that's how I start my day. I got to get a post up. And, uh, you know, that's, I've been doing that for most every day for four years. So, um, I mean, it's just that, that's how you stay focused because there's really no other option. Okay, well, I, I'm awake. I, I write a blog post now. Mm -hmm. You know, oops, it's eight o'clock at night. Time to write a blog post. It, it's, there's something to be said and I'm, and I, you know, I don't, I don't want to say that I have the answers to all this stuff, but writing things down and keeping a list of, of things that you want to accomplish every day. So, for example, like for tasks, the first thing that he does to make sure that his day gets started off is that he writes his post. So it's 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 non-negotiable. Uh, he, he doesn't sit there and say, well, you know, I'll get around to it when I feel like it. It's like, no, this is what I'm doing. So it helps him focus now. A really awesome book, uh, I'll try not to turn this into personal development hour, but a really awesome book that speaks on this is uh, by an author named Brian Tracy, and it's called Eat That Frog. And the whole concept of this book, it, it's, it's, a, it's a time management slash productivity book. And the whole concept of the book is to get the biggest, ugliest thing out of the way first every single day. So what's the ugliest thing in his in this book? The worst thing you could possibly do in the world is to eat a frog. Well, do that first. Eat the frog first, get the biggest nastiest thing that will help the rest of your day kind of unfold. So you 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 tackle that. So big basically what I would say is that you get into the habit of fighting that big thing first. So for 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 task, it's I need to write a post. He's not Oh, I'm going to go and check the tickers, or I'm going to go look at my technical analysis, or I'm going to go and read comments. I'm going to go see on Twitter what Kim Kardashian is doing today. No, task is, 
I am going to write my post. That's his frog, so he eats it right first thing in the morning. So set up a weekly schedule. Um, I'm, I mean, we got our you know shameless self-promotion for the, the CTP Daily Challenge, but we have this PDF that you can print out anytime you want it, Ben. And you don't even need to use it as a challenge. Just write down every single day of the week the one thing you need to do every single day so that you, at the end of the week, have a really productive week. Write down one thing every single day, and you just do that the first thing, no matter what. Non-negotiable. You don't talk yourself out of it. Uh, you don't say, oh, I'm going to get to this later today. It's the first thing you do. You do that, I think. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't, you know, maybe you don't want to write, in, maybe you're not into blog posting right away. Maybe you use the little, the five engagements a day. Like do that every single day, no matter what, I'm going to make sure that I do my five engagements. I'm going to go out there and comment on four, five different blog posts. You do that, non-negotiable, first thing you do. And you take it from there. And then the rest of your day kind of unfolds into beautiful uh, gorgeous, beautiful things. And if you have too many days in a row where your priority is take nap, you're probably on the wrong path. Right. Yes. Yeah. Or trying to figure out what Kim Kardashian is doing. That could be a problem too. So <laughs> apparently she's got a new boyfriend. The only reason I know that is because Twitter force feeds you things on your feed now. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yes. There's, noticed there's that. only certain things you can, I'm not interested in on 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 twitter they do force you to to listen to what's happening in other people's lives it's <sighs> thank god for hive okay thanks for the question though ben hope it helps tokenized society is up you said hive is an awesome place and there's such a lot of great opportunities coming up every day two of those opportunities that i have on my radar on the moment are the poly club airdrop Poly Cub, not Club, excuse me, and the Speak Network snapshot. But I'm not sure how I should split the bulk of my resources between those two. What are you? What are your thoughts on this, you maniacs? And I love the uh, you maniacs uh, bit. Uh, what I mean for I mean for my case, I mean I'm I'm a raving fanboy of not only Leo, but I'm a raving fanboy of of Cub Finance and everything that the Three Speak guys are doing. So splitting the ball, I'd, like for me, it would be splitting my resources. Uh, I really wouldn't focus on one or the other if I, you know, like I, I think that a lot of this stuff is natural too. Like the more I use Hive, the more Hive power I get. The more Hive power I get, the more speak I'll get. So that's taken care of. Um, the more I don't think about Cub and I just have it in Kingdoms and it just starts generating good to go. Um, so I think personally for me, when it comes back on this, it's literally doing what I'm doing right now and just staying focused on that because of those activities and actions that I'm doing every day on, you know, or lack of actions when it comes to cup finance. Um, <laughs> I, I don't need to do, I don't need to do anything out of my, my ordinary. I just show up every day, continue to produce content, engage with people, you know, let Cub Finance do its thing, and and good things happen. So for me, uh, I you know, I don't, I would, I would literally split it because I'm fan of both. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there. There's no easy way to do it. I mean, it's, I guess maybe a timing thing. I mean, you you get the Cub and the Poly Cub, you 
would think will happen before the snapshot. So if you really want to play the games, then you could swap your cub out for hive and then get that in in time for uh, the snapshot in January. But I, I don't know. I mean, for me, I'm like you, John, I just do my, my regular thing. And there's just so many projects to uh, on hive that, at this point, I don't try to play the APR game. I don't try to play, well, this one's better than that one. I mean, I'm just in a bunch of them and whatever they're yielding, they're yielding. And, you know, they're all, a lot of them are just growing. So that's, you know, mm -hmm. I have my index token. Is index in any greater return than seed? I don't know, but I don't care. I got seed. I got index. Great. Mm -hmm. You know, I only get confused when I have a little extra where, I buy and then you talk me into stupid shit like Flinterlands. Flinterlands is the new one, buddy. Yeah. 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 I didn't um, open my pack, by the way. Was I supposed you, to? You can't. You can't oh, open your pack yet. No, not until December 8th. Oh, okay. Or, or December 6th, the 8th, I think. Yeah, the 8th. Now, if, if I'm not a degenerate like you, and since my playing capabilities are limited, and that's being kind. Would it be better, in your opinion? And I know this isn't financial advice, but mm -hmm. to just hold them closed, and then you know, I mean, obviously the price of an uh, unopened pack is going to go up over time because of the surprise factor. Yeah. Or should I open it and get the cards? That's like, see, before, um. I was thinking long-term on this. I was a degenerate. Like I love the casino aspect of it. Like, let me open the pack and see what I get. Mm -hmm. So, but that's <clears throat> how I got a lot of the cards that I have now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's what spurred my addiction into looking into this game more. Um, you know, the, the, the feeling you get when you uncover a, a gold foil legendary dude is like, it's <laughs> my, it's like another level of like adrenaline. It's like, um, like so, your first love in high school. Bro, I like it. Like I have a love affair with Yoden Zaku now. Like he's my favorite of all time because I actually got him. And those who don't know Splinterlands, Yoden Zaku is the fire legendary summoner. That is probably the biggest card, most important card in the game. One of them. Um, and I was just opening packs, and I was buying packs off the secondary market because they were so cheap back then. I was buying them untamed packs for two hive each, and hive was only. 40 cents or something back when I was buying it. So I'm buying packs for like 80 cents off of the secondary market. Now what happened is they all sold out. So the only way you could get packs now was on the secondary market. Well, what does that do to the price of the cards? The, goes, the up. Packs goes, goes up. So what they have to do is they have to sell 15 million packs of these cards to sell out and they're 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 spaced out, right? It's it's a million at a time they're doing, um, and they've already. Well, I don't even know what it's at now. Let you know. Let me go. Let's go have a look see and see what they've done. And you got to remember, this is <clears throat> into the the airdrop is done now for voucher, so it's uh, five days left in this, and they have sold out of the million six hundred and two thousand. So there's still five days left. Uh, and there's 602,000 of these things that have been sold. These will sell out. The The first million will sell out. But then you've got 14 more million that, that get, you know, 
put out on the market and you know that takes they're 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 hoping for a calendar year so holding these packs is a long-term thing i think um if you want to get into the fun of opening them it's a great feeling it really is but if you have the patience not financial advice but you're looking at the price of these packs right now untamed packs 70 hive dice packs 70 to 65 hive you know, I mean, it could be pretty lucrative. That's what a lot of people are doing. A lot of people that are buying these packs up right now have no intention of opening them. They just want to sit on them because they want to quadruple 10x their money in, a, in you know, 8 to 12 months from now. Will it happen? I don't know. And that, that does depend on, on Splinterlands. Like, does this start even going crazier than it already has with the growth mm-hmm. uh if if they start bringing in more and more players those packs get eaten up pretty quick so speaking of nfts and i know we're getting away from the questions here but anyway we we're catching up on hive yeah. uh, hi punks you see uh what's happening on the market and you know there's some some punks moving every day and I mean, yep. they're all going for about double at a minimum of what they were sold for. I think, you know, a few at 35 or 39 high, but most of them are 40, 50, 60, 70 high a piece. So it yep. seems like there's a lot of people interested and rumor has it. Marky has some plans for use cases. Don't know what that means, but. Well, I guess, you know we're uh we're we're trying we're looking to confirm uh the good sir uh for this week this tuesday's episode of the cryptomaniacs podcast so uh if if marky does uh show up for our show um which it looks like all intensive purposes purposes it will go on uh he'll be our guest on tuesday on the 23rd and uh that means that we will uh, harass the heck out of him and try to get as many answers as we can. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, yeah. Marky's one. He keeps stuff close to the vest, so he he mm. he he'll he'll let you know if he wants you to know. But he's not yeah. forthcoming with a lot of his plans, which is fine. I mean, it's you know that 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 prevents all everybody harassing. You. When's this going to happen? Yeah. When when, sir. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just found it interesting that yeah. there seems to be uh, a, a fair bit of demand for for somebody posted uh, that they sold some for nine 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 hundred ninety nine hive. They sold one of yeah. their punks. Yeah, I I'm not I'm not letting go of mine yet. Um, I I <clears throat> I did send one out actually. Eric, who's in the audience, we we had a little contest on one of our our live streams this week and he won one of the the punks and i and i gave him i had i bought 11 so i gave him one um i have 10 so left now, so uh, according to my math you got 10 left yes yes that's uh the common core math apparently that's the new thing yeah not the new math yeah, that not confuses the, yeah. me right yeah definitely so yeah I'm, I'm sitting on them um because i don't i don't think the floor has been met yet for the price of these i think uh once it does then you you're gonna see you know they're obviously selling, but uh, what is it? Is it is it forty hive for the floor? You know, um, who knows? You know. Yeah, but do you think if hive explodes like you and I expect expected to, when we get, you know, 
hundreds of thousands of daily active users and you know maybe a splinterlands gets into millions of people that they bring in and who knows what else do you think that would you think high punks would take off then i think it would oh oh for sure i mean people love this stuff man um and i mean hive makes it so stupid simple like you don't need that computer phd science degree for operating it like you need a metamask and open sea and all this stuff um it's really stupid, simple, straightforward. So that again, I think that's one of the superpowers. That's the word of the day is superpower um, of Hive is that it is out of all the blockchains, one of the easier ones to kind of figure out. Um, so I think so. So again, that's why I don't want to sell them because I don't know where these things are going. Yeah. I'll feel like an idiot if these things, the floor of these things is a thousand and I'm selling it for 25 yeah, yeah, and and you know, mm. with ten of them, I mean, okay, you make four hundred hive. Okay, that's good, nice return. But you know, like right. you said, if they go up to five hundred hive a piece as the floor, it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <clears throat> so it's a good question. I'm looking forward to it and the development of it to see where it goes. So cool. <clears throat> All right, uh, Chris is up. Chris asked more than one question. We have a couple of people that ask multiple questions on their different accounts, which I'm for. I like it. You guys are awesome. So Chris is up again. He says, in your opinion, what are the main factors that drive up token demand? I see at times during hive bumps that the price will fluctuate wildly, and I'm guessing that may be due to people buying and selling. How does a person create buy demand for a token, or is that even possible? <laughs> Just... Just let the Koreans do their work. Right. Yes. <laughs> they'll, they'll pump it. Um, I'm a, when it comes to this stuff, I'm, I'm a uh, long-term fundamentalist. I believe the demand is created by the utility. One of the great things about Hive is we're starting to get the pieces in place, which creates a circular dynamic in the need and the demand for Hive. And once we get the SIP in place, which will eat up Hive, I mean, you just saw it this last weekend with, uh, you know, Hive Punks. And yeah. I mean, all of a sudden there went 200,000 Hive in uh, a matter of 36 hours. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, those are the type of things that I, I think really create a demand um and the more hive that we get locked up through the powering up process or at worst you know get locked locked into accounts like hive engine or hive pay where you know it's a swapping account and so you have a, a fair bit of hive in there that's all just going to reduce that float out there. And, and on a governance token, which Hive is ultimately, plus a proof of brain uh, aspect to it, that's going to end up driving the, the demand uh, if we get people coming on. And, right. you know, you have the resource credit thing. And we heard from Block Trades and Hou that they're working on the, uh, I guess it was Hou who talked about this, the resource delegation which will allow us to delegate resource credits without having to delegate the high power so somebody can operate. So apps can do that. But guess what? They still need the high power to have those resource credits. So right. somebody's going to have to buy the hive. 
And if Splinterlands keeps exploding or if, you know, knock on wood, John, uh, Project Blank uh, sees the light of day here, um, you know, I, I, I will say you're, you're doing very good with your patience there. I commend you. Uh, I know you're ready to jump through the computer and strangle Cal just like I am saying, when, you know. No, there's just a certain other social media blockchain crypto thing I want to rage quit on. So I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting patiently for for Project Blank. So, yeah. And, and, and what if what if it comes out and, and the post says, hey, we were able to do it, but we had to do it on Ethereum. Did, I was going to say, did I tell you my Ethereum story from this past week? I don't. I had, oh, I actually, you 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 made a transaction on that. Yeah, it, it, it only cost like you like 150 bucks. 150 bucks, man. Um, hey, that's a deal. It's yeah. I feel like I got a a, a steal. I thought thought it was a Black Friday special on the blockchain. <laughs> on um, Ethereum, it was. Yeah, dude. It was. It's like it's it's literally like pulling teeth. Um, but it is what it is. I got I got it done. So. But again, I don't need to mess playing, with theory for another six months. So. You you were playing with a big enough number. If if you were playing it with uh, two hundred bucks, you would have been like, "What the hell?" It was that Torum stuff, man. Um, Torum exploded these past couple of weeks. Um, so I I had a whole bunch because I sh I could have had more over the past year if I was actually active there. Um, but I referred a whole bunch of people. I was active uh, on it, uh, and I said, "You know what?" I'm going to take some of this out because the thing was trading this time last week at a buck 50 each. It was up to like 220 or something yesterday or a couple days ago or so. I don't know where it's at now. Uh, but I was like, I need to cash a little bit of this out because there's nothing wrong with taking profits. Um, you can never go broke taking profits. So I took some out. Um, and let, and let me ask how much of uh, what percentage ended up in Splinterlands in some way, shape, or form? <laughs> well, <clears throat> yeah, that, that's the I told my wife that I said, you know, if we're, if, if anytime I get these lump sum random kind of crypto paydays, it usually ends up in Splinterlands. Um, I did that last week when I sold one of those cards, I ended up getting a gold foil legendary for you know 1700 bucks, which was the most I've ever paid for anything when it comes to crypto at one time. Um, and it was a steal because nothing came out of pocket. You know, for me, it was just like, Oh, this is a no brainer. I'm getting more SPS airdrop because of it. I'm getting, you know, I can rent this thing out and get DEC. My collection power went up. Everything is good. Um, so like, I, I, I'm very bullish on, on Splinterlands long-term and, uh, I just want to get as much as I can into that game because I can see where it's just going to become people are making a living off of it. And I'm not making, I'm not saying making five to 10 bucks a day. People are making hundreds of dollars a day off this thing, just renting cards out. Um, yep. So, yeah, I want to get as many assets as I can to rent them out and create viable income streams from this stuff. So, all right, let, let me jump in with another question. I know I'm cutting our viewers yeah, off. What would you say the future of SPS is? I, th I think they need to get it more into the game. So getting SPS for game rewards, getting being able to stake on players, that's going to be huge. 
the the big thing is that uh, and and Bitcoin Flood spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, and I can't, I'm paraphrasing his post, but he he was basically saying like this is just the tip of the iceberg with SPS. We're only seeing about. 15% of the supply, how they have it laid, laid out right now. There's so much more of this coming when it comes to player staking. So much more when this comes to the actual governance of it and stuff. So we've only scratched the surface of SPS. I think right now is just the, the, the almost like the low-hanging fruit. Oh, here's an airdrop. Da, 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 da. Um, let's see what happens when this stuff develops. I think that Chaos Legion is their focus. As soon as Chaos Legion drops, land expansion is just going to explode. SPS is going to be so powerful for, for, for the gameplay, for the on an investing side of things so you can start player staking. That's what I'm looking forward to. Now, obviously, I thought this was going to be all done on their white paper like in the next month after they release their white paper, but obviously this is months and months, if not a year down the road. So it's, it's long-term stuff, man. I mean, that's that's how you're wired. That's how I'm wired. I mean, I'm I'm not looking at this day to day. I'm looking at like, okay, if I do this now, what's going to be the payoff in twelve months from now? Um, and that's that's a attitude that lacks in crypto. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So there you go. But uh, yeah. So uh, thanks for the question, Chris. Appreciate it, man. Um, Lisa said, I'm wondering why there is a limit to uh, the ability to upvote posts at seven days. They stay up there forever, so shouldn't they get to earn from them forever? And people earn from curating the posts. For, and people are no people. Okay, so she asked, uh, are people earning from curating forever? No. So no. the way this works without getting too technical, because, you know, we don't need to be too technical here. We're not the technical expertise that we are. Um you the way the blockchain works is that there's that seven day payout window that's just the way it is it's hard coded into it you have seven days to get as many upvotes or downvotes as that post will get so the, the community the proof of brain mechanism decides what the value of that post is for that seven day time whatever you get after that seven days is what the blockchain has agreed your post deserves so that's when you get your rewards. That's why for those seven days, why the, the, the pro downvote folks will always say, those aren't your rewards. Even if they're taken out, they're not yours. They're not yours until the seven days is up. So you can't have that mechanism if the post can get rewarded for 12 months. But that's why things like Peak D have implemented tipping, where people can get rewarded through tips for their posts. So yes, your post is up on the blockchain forever and ever. Amen. But the, the rewards that you can get, the mechanism of the rewards is hard coded into the, into the blockchain. So that's done. So you can't get upvoted or downvoted six months down the road because it's all on the code of it. And I'm sure task can explain this a lot more. Well, what, what you have is you have each vote carries a value, uh, in a in a post but you have to remember all those votes are also calculated based upon all the other posts in that window in that right. time period so if all of a sudden you have somebody upvoting a, a post six months down the road that that post and you know not only are you dealing with the vote on that post 
you got to deal with the vote in conjunction with all other po- votes made that day on all other posts because it affects what else is is out there. So it's just one of those things where, like John said, we have to get in the habit, if you like what an author says, uh, to get involved in tipping and, and, and that type of thing. So that way you can still reward the authors. And one thing actually Speak Network is doing, they're doing the exact opposite approach. One of their things is they're going to be rewarding people for deleting stuff off the network because you have a lot of crap that's out there that, you know, let's be honest, you put up a video about, you know, today's stock market, or let's say you put up a video. I mean, do we need all the videos out there on alpha packs uh, from Slinderland on how to buy an alpha pack but, or, or something or, you know, because that's gone. That's in the past. It's history. Those, those, those things are done. So that information of how to claim your your airdrop for ABC token that happened six months ago, that doesn't need to be be out there. So Speak Network's taking the exact opposite and saying, we'll pay you to get rid of this crap that's mm-hmm. excess stuff. So it's just one of those things. I mean, uh, I'm sure somebody would, would look at it and try to extend it. I mean, we had Blurt looking at it, trying to go with no down votes, and we see that didn't take off. So there there's always uh you know always uh people looking at changing things and trying to do something different but mm. doesn't seem like anybody's found one yeah chris no you you can't delete your posts um once it's on a blockchain that's it because as i try to i, I always try to break this down for 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 my friends and family that are new to blockchains blockchains can't go backwards now they can if they're ethereum because you know that's what ethereum does um <laughs> we won't get into that <laughs> ethereum classic <laughs> uh, but blockchains basically it's very it's 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 verification of the previous block so it's consensus it moves forward consensus moves forward it keeps confirming what happened before and that's how it progresses so you can't go backwards so if you posted something an hour or two ago oh i want to delete it well that's you know in a bunch of blocks later so you can't go back and delete that because now the chain is different so that's why hard forks are such a big deal because they they literally fork from that that code um so no you can't you now what Speak Network is do- doing is like on the front ends and that, and that it can't be deleted if, if I'm understanding. Well, the, their videos off well, the chain, right? What they're doing is they're deleting videos and and uh, they're they're deleting stuff from their network. So if you use their right. network for commenting, you know, and say nice comment or, or nice uh, poster, nice post, uh, or thumbs up or whatever. You know, that's the type of stuff that can be deleted because does that really need to be on the blockchain? And so what they're building is effectively they're building a layer, I guess. It sounds like a layer between, you know, they're building a second layer. And what you post in terms of your content, you could send through to the blockchain, then it's then it's immutable. But if it's stored by somebody else then you know the somebody else can delete it right you know and if if you got a hundred people storing it well if one person deletes it that helps freeing up a little bit of space 
Right. Yeah. Hope that helps. Good stuff. So we're down to the final two questions. We've got uh, my fourteen forty seven. My question is about Torum. In the daily missions, they have a create a post and create a thread. What is the difference between these two? So we will go to Task, the expert on Torum, to ask this question. Task. Um. Uh... The difference between the two. They're both the same. Yeah, they're actually, actually, here's my answer. What the hell are you doing on Torum? Uh, Get on live. Did you do uh, your hundred comments today? What the hell are you messing with Torum? Yeah, they're actually the, the people asking the questions uh, have been showing up on the top ten lists on CTP comments for for the entire well, week. They, so. It's time to 10x that CTP list uh, for our comments. I mean, there you go. Perfect. Um, yeah, Torum. Torum. Uh, the, the difference yeah. is when you create a post and create a thread, creating a post is just like your, I ate this for lunch. Um, I think this crypto is going to that. That's a post. Creating a thread is when you either own or operate a company or a clan inside of Torum and you post on the company or clan. That's the thread. So thread is when you own the company or the clan and you're just posting to that company or clan. And then a regular post is just you talking about what you ate for dinner. So hope that helps. Finally, Jimmy Adames, and he even threw the Crypto Maniacs uh, podcast logo up. Thought it was good that he did that. You know, a little bit of shameless self-promotion inside the post. I'm all for it. Um... So here's his question. What is the correlation between the amount of hive power I delegate and my vote value? Does vote value decrease? So the more I delegate, the more I have to generate to bring the vote back up. Or do they have absolutely nothing to do with each other? No, the, the I mean, the vote value and vote power are two different things. Your voting power uh, recharges every 20 percent every day so right. if you vote down or or you you go down to to 80 percent it'll recharge in 24 hours um vote value is based upon the high power you have and if your vote is worth a dollar and you delegate one-third your high power your vote now will be worth 67 cents because one third of your high power is being voted by somebody else and that is going into their curation account. So, um, you know, they're two different things. And so I, I think those are it sounds like those two are being confused or being merged together and they're two two separate entities. Yeah, that's that's actually a question that came up in the CTP telegram uh, this week about delegation. Uh, it's important to note that when you delegate your hive power, your hive power and essentially your resource credits kind of sort of go down mm -hmm. because you are delegating. You're not giving up ownership, but you're delegating those that power and credits, resource credits to another account. So that's why for me and Blaine and everyone in CTP, when there's a new member, We'll delegate 25 hive power. Now it takes it away from us, but it gives them enough hive power to be able to use because of the, the credits. That's not they're going to be voting with 25 hive power and be making a killing. That's not how that we're just doing this so that they can actually operate on the blockchain. So 
you you need to have the hive power not only to to vote and and to do things with like delegation but you need it to actually operate on the chain what's really unique about hive and and how they did it is they 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 called like in a nutshell we're not going to go to ethereum but the gas fees on hive are resource credits but they're tucked away <laughs> you know what i mean like it's you, you, all you need to worry about is having hive power generate more hive power get more hive power get more hive and power it up the resource credits are the gas fees behind the scenes so that's why when someone jumps onto hive and they have zero hive power they run out of they can't do anything same thing on ethereum if you don't have a mortgage payment you can't send any tokens on <laughs> ethereum so thankfully hive does not require mortgage payments to use but anyway. the difference between hive and ethereum is you pay for the transaction fee your money's gone you use up your resource credits they recharge just like your voting power so right yeah and that's 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 what's really interesting especially you know we've been going through some stuff on in the ctp just trying to mess with metamask and like if you make a transaction and it doesn't go through goodbye you still, you still pay and that's like stupidity on so many levels like i like whoever thought that would be a good idea was just you know i mean maybe they weren't thinking down the road why they need ethereum 2.0 more than ever now but i mean you know i mean imagine screwing up and it costs you 150 dollars every time you screw up well welcome to ethereum you know so well i just i just nuked my uh my resource credits uh this morning on, on my main account because i went and claimed uh my uh my accounts i got like 13 accounts or something that was backed up so i just claimed them and i had to spend those resource credits but they'll recharge yeah yeah that's actually uh that's what we're doing because i you know it's not there yet but imagine when we can start delegating resource credits to people um yeah and the accounts, like sending the accounts that you claim, um, that'd be a ton of fun. So it's coming. Um, but this is why I think Hive is so cool. And just like you said, Chris, there's no limit to the geniuses that are on this blockchain. There's a lot of smart cookies on Hive. Um, so don't believe I, the Hive. Hive has showed that, just some of those presenters. Yeah. 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 So it's not the, – the brain drain is not only, you know – Oh, they're all on Ethereum. They're not on Hive. No, there's there's some really smart people here on Hive. Hopefully, because we'll have one of them on Tuesday. Mark, Marky's a sharp cookie, dude. One of the smartest cats out there, um, and the guy who definitely gets tokenomics better than the next person, um, because he he knows this stuff right. And it's it'll be cool, man. I I look forward to talking to him. He's actually the first guy that ever had me on on one of his shows when he used to do the his little uh, interview shows. He did couple couple years ago when on on msp i think it was on the msp network so be fun to have them there you go guys we've done it we have completed this week's epic really good questions guys thank you for for contributing to this because without you guys listening to this and asking the questions it's just me and task talking about splinterlands because we know task is so bullish on flinterlands um and, uh, I, got, yeah. I got my uh, chaos packs. So, I'm, well, I'm, the the I'm more chaos. packs you get, the more SPS you get. What's that? The more packs you have, the more SPS you get. 
Really? Yeah. I yeah. think, well, I, I might be able to get one or two more because I, I got, I had like half a voucher left and maybe because of the index drop. Was it index? Again? Yeah, it would have been index. Yeah. Like, I uh, think it's drained out now, but they're starting them up again, right? Like they will be there. The vouchers are coming back because they're using them for the first couple of million packs. So. But are they going to do another airdrop or is it going to be? Yep. Another oh. airdrop starting after Chaos Legion is released. So December 8th or whatnot. Um, after that, for the next million packs, they'll do they'll do an airdrop for that too. So yeah, voucher is they're gonna integrate it, man. They're they, you know, it's it's here for the first couple of months for sure, but going forward, I can they're gonna they really want that because that creates demand for SPS, right? So they want to keep SPS. Well, and also demand. just from my limited and naive view of this it, it does seem that it it did solve the problem of how do you prevent all these yep. you know whales going in and buying up all all the packs yep you know it's well okay you make sure they have to go out and buy these vouchers uh if they want to get a hundred thousand packs mm -hmm. you better go and buy a, a lot of vouchers and and where did that money go to, right? It didn't go back to Splinterlands. It went to the community, right? Yeah. So the so the people, the the community of Splinterlands made some people made a killing selling voucher and just saying, I'm just going to buy them off the secondary market. I don't need the airdrop promos. I just I just want to make money. So what they did was they're sitting there selling vouchers for twenty hive, then buying a pack for ten. You know, so they're getting they're making ten hive profit every time they're flipping this stuff. So there's people made a killing off of the past month. So I don't think Splinterlands wants to ignore that. And like you said, it did stop the whales from going in and eating it all up. Um, so I mean, there's only four less than four hundred thousand packs left with five days to go. And I got fourteen. I might even have fifteen if I, if I have another voucher. I will go buy one. I'll nice spend another four bucks. I'll get myself a fifteenth one. Am I still allowed to do that? I guess I can do that. Yeah, man. Just bu bu you can buy voucher off the market, or you can buy the the like if you don't care about the airdrop because you you're not you're not gonna, you need fifty minimum to buy directly from Splinterlands to get your your airdrop card, right? So just yeah, buy them off the buy them off the market, man. They're cheap on the market, like seven eight bucks a pack now, and you don't need the voucher for it. You just buy the pack directly off the market. Then you oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the uh? What's the price right now? I'll tell you. Because I know it was down a little bit, I think, the um, the price of voucher. Yeah, well, voucher's gone up. It's 18 bucks for a voucher and then $8 for chaos. So if you do the math, you'd need $24 to buy one pack from Splinterlands or you just pay 8 bucks off of the secondary market and you get your pack. So... You could sell the voucher that you have. Probably if you have half a voucher, you'll be able to sell that and buy a pack directly off of the secondary market. Gotcha. You are going to be a gamer yet, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It We're in a new season, aren't we? I don't, so I, I don't know if I've, I've done a battle yet. I was so uh, happy. I, I did my daily quest last season. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh right, the, the, a game since the new season the season quests by taskmaster um uh, yeah so i have season quests 
I'll I'll let you know about the uh, the CTP thing too for the for the task stake. We're gonna call it the task stake giveaway. Um, so we'll have some fun with that. Yeah, man, so. maybe somebody can over the next year, year and a half, two years, get themselves a nice stake by curating it. Nice, cool. Guys, thank you again for all the questions. We appreciate you. Uh, let us know if you have any questions. And for next week, too, we'll put the post up next week to, to, to get the feedback from you. But uh, look forward to Tuesday, uh, Crossing Fingers, that we'll have Marky Mark, the Marky Mark, uh, uh, on the show. Uh, it'll be a ton of fun uh, to learn a lot from him, what he's doing with Hive Punks and uh, the whole nine. So thank you guys for listening. Look forward to seeing you guys on Tuesday. Toodles. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week. 